You are listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. This is our midweek, a quiet life podcast that focuses on living a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, and be dependent upon nobody. For more information, visit us at thepursuitofmanliness.com. So every Wednesday, we do a Quiet Life podcast. Monday, regular podcast. Friday, out in the garage, right over there, uh, walking through the Bible. But on Wednesdays, we focus on 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 to 12. Aspire to live a quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, be dependent upon nobody. And I tell anyone who listens, the pursuit of manliness men who are really connected to the community, who are in the herd, who are in tribe, who are active, uh, sharing the show, things of that nature. These are men who are about the quiet life. No question about it. From any angle you want to look at, the quiet life by far has the most uh, resounding engagement. And I think that's because a lot of men are saying, yeah, that's what I want to be. I don't I don't need to be the center of attention. I don't, I don't need to make this about me. I just want to mind my business. I want to work hard. I want to provide. I don't want people to leave me alone, really. But... Uh, I think there's there's a downside to this that we don't talk about very often on a quiet life. You know, I mean, I, listen. The upside is, man, you just you, you just try to do your best. You work hard. Uh, you don't get in other people's business. You don't you don't want to be about that. And uh, at the end of the day, you say, you know what? I'm not I'm not laying around waiting for a handout, and that's not going to do it. That's just not what I'm about. Um, I like to. To align myself, if you will, with, with guys who, who work hard, who, who want to exert effort, especially in the areas that are most important. We want to be men who exert areas in the, the, the exert effort in the areas that are most important. And we'll say all the time, if you don't get your address right, I mean, don't, 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 be, if you, don't be sitting at home, run your mouth online or on your phone or on your computer or, or on your couch or whatever about uh, the the. the Pennsylvania Avenue or any other address if you ain't got, if you don't got your house in order if you're not doing the things you need to do uh, leave everyone else's address out of your mouth we have more than enough to do to get our own house right right but here's the flip side I man we need other people but overall man we don't do that well we don't do other people well we don't friend well we don't do community well um, and here's the most dangerous aspect of that is when we do engage in community, when we do start to build some relationships, whatever, when junk is going on in our life, a lot of guys just, they pull back. They go, they go rogue. They go ghost people. They, they go hide out, you know, and it, almost like it's a badge of honor. That's just what I do, man. That's just what I do. Yeah, you know what you do? You dive headfirst into sin. There's a seclusion when it comes to sin that we don't often address. And here's the reality. Every guy's got some stuff in his life. You got some scars of the past, people that did you wrong, relationships that didn't go well, regrets in your own life. Uh, you got some junk that was handed to you from different people at different times that, man, you didn't deserve. You just didn't deserve it, but it happens. Listen, we've been on the other end of handing junk to people they didn't deserve before as well, right? We're not completely innocent in all this. You got some broken bones, right? That didn't heal right. You got some stuff that the truth is you really don't want to talk about it. I got some stuff I really don't want to talk about. You got some things that you say, 
that's kind of that's kind of off limits, right? I, I'm not getting into that. You know, you say I've, I've come to Jesus. The old is gone. The new has come. Amen. But that old has a way of just kind of popping up in our memory bank, doesn't it? And so what happens is we have this silence and seclusion to sin. We have sin. That's why Christ died for for us to pay the penalty for our sins. We know we got it. Sins we commit in the past, present, future. But we don't like to talk about it. Not too many people are going to go around talking about their sins, what they struggle with. The areas of weakness or the thing that just keeps getting them in a headlock, a mousetrap. You know the thing that when you encounter it again, you say, might as well go all in. I'm already in this mess, right? I might as well break the fast or whatever it is because I'm already here. You know what it is, man. We all got sins and everyone's sin is probably a little different, but yet very similar at the same time. And one of the similarities is it secludes you. Sin secludes you. It removes you from, from anyone or anything that would shed light on it. I was reading this today, Isaiah chapter 1. I want to read uh, the last part of verse 5 and then verse 6. It says, The whole head is sick, from the, the whole heart faint, from the sole of the foot even to the head. There is no soundness in it, but bruises and sores and raw wounds. They are not pressed out or bound up or softened with oil. Now, God speaking through Isaiah, talking about the nation of Israel, and we don't get into, I'm not going to talk about America. I don't, I don't do that. We're talking about ourselves. We're talking about our own address. And I just got to believe there are some guys who that description of Israel fits you. They're sick, man. From their head to their heart. From their toes. They got wounds. They got sores. They got scars. They got stuff. Hasn't been healed right. Hasn't been dealt with appropriately. Hasn't been addressed. We've, we've hit it in seclusion. We've, we've parked it in silence. We said we're not going to do that. I know there's a lot of guys who listen to this or watch this. You know Jesus. You're walking with him, myself included. That doesn't mean sin doesn't try to seclude us. That doesn't mean sin doesn't try to get us in a headlock and bring us into silence. It happens to all of us. It happens to me. We need to get out of this. We can't live like that. You swept the house clean, but you didn't fill it with the things that would keep it clean. So therefore, you ended up with stuff seven times worse than what you had before. Man, it happens to all of us. I'm just going to try harder. I'm going to do better. I'm just going to... You know your willpower ain't going to work. And there ain't nothing you can hide from God. So while you're living this quiet life, don't let it be an excuse to stay in seclusion. Don't let it be an excuse for you to keep your sin in silence. I'm not telling you, man, go out there and broadcast your sins to the world. Get yourself a megaphone. Say, let me tell you all the things I've been thinking about or I've been doing. Don't do that. What I'm talking about is you got to find a way. You get that conversation back right with God, then you got to get around some other people and say, hey, help me. Pray for me. Come alongside me. But again, I know a lot of guys, you get the T-shirt, but you didn't get any sweat equity. There's no relational equity there. You just, because things got hard. So you moved away from it. You said, I don't want to do that. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the teaching of our God, you people of Gomorrah. See if this sounds like anything we got cooking here. What to me is the multitude of your sacrifices? Is it, what do, I don't need all this stuff. 
I don't need all that going through the motions, says the Lord. I've had enough of your burnt offerings and rams and fat and well-fed beasts. I don't delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs and of goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required of you this trampling of my... God says you're trampling in my court. You're nauseating to me. That's not good. Bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. New moon, Sabbath, calling of convocations... I can't endure the iniquity and solemn assembly. Your new moon and your appointed feast, my soul my soul hates. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of hearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you, even though you make many prayers. I won't listen. Your hands are full of blood. Here's what here's what God's saying. I'm not a great theologian, but I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack it this way. God's saying what you say. And what you do aren't the same thing. He said you throw some money in the offering plate and you serve on a team or you serve in a church or you do good things for your neighbors or whatever. He's like, but your heart is, is wicked and perverse. He's like, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the show. I'm tired of you pretending like Jesus talked about this. You honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. God says it's an act. Now, some guys will say, you're right, it is an act, so I'm not going to pretend anymore. I'm just going to go full-blown, head-on into sin. I'd be careful with that. And if you're willing, I'd say I'd read all of Isaiah chapter 1 to start with because you're going to find out the Lord ain't nobody to mess with. You say, well, I'm just going to go all in. No, what I'd say is you need to heed the counsel and the love of our God. Verse 16, wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. He says, get rid of this junk. Get rid of it. Don't, 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 don't hide it. Don't bury it somewhere where you can go back to it later on. Get rid of it. Delete the app. End the account. End the relationship. Whatever you got to do, quit your, I don't say quit your job. But some of y'all are at jobs where you're flirting with the secretary doing some stuff you shouldn't be doing. Maybe you need to go work somewhere else. But it ain't good for you. Remove the evil of, uh, of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Just stop. I love the phrase, win the day. Just win the day. Can you do it for one day? I'll be honest, some days I'm much better at this than others. Some days I'm like, nope, that was a loss. That was a big, fat loss. Most of it my fault. Some days you go, man, we we're close. Man, we're trying, right? says, uh, learn to do good. Learn to do good. Well, how do I learn to do good? This book I'm holding up, the Bible, learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Stop praising sin. Stop applauding things that are evil. That'd be a good start. He says, bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. This, is, this verse just blows my mind. Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, though they just, they just ruin everything. Your sins just ruin everything. He says, though they're like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing, if you are willing... Sometimes I think it would be easier if God just made us. But that wouldn't be a relationship, would it? If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. God says, I want to give it all to you. That's saying some name it and claim it garbage, okay? God says, first of all, stop with the evil. Stop with the perversion. Stop with the wickedness. Stop with the seclusion. Stop with the silence. Listen, you can live a good life a good, quiet life and not be a hermit in sin. Because some guys, that's what you're doing. You're hiding out because your life is full of sin. Maybe there's an addiction. 
it's probably pornography. And we even say that now, like, well, you know, the thing that everybody struggles with pornography. Pornography wants to beat the tar out of you, man. It wants to leave you in the road for dead. It's all perverse. It's all wicked. It does nothing good for you. And you know what it is? like a hangover the next day or so. You can't get out of your head. Cease. Stop. Quit. Do you really want that to become your story? I've said before, when you die, and we're all going to die, everybody or somebody's are going to go through your stuff. They're going to know what's in your drawers. They're going to know what's on your computer. They're going to know what's on your phone. I've shared it before. I'll never forget the time. There was a guy who was dying. And his spouse called me to the hospital one night. He wants to talk to you. So I go to the hospital late one night, just he and I in a room. He gets, he asked for a piece of paper and a pen. So I had to go out to the nurse's station. I got a piece of paper and a pen. I bring it into the room. He starts drawing me a map of his house. I'd never been in this individual's house that I can recall. It draws me a map of the house. rooms, drawing which, which room is what. This is this room. This is this room, labeling them. And where things are hidden throughout the house. Pornography, sex, toys, other stuff. It was unbelievable. How am I going to get in the house to get this stuff out of there? I had to tell a spouse, like, well, he needs me to. I, I can't even remember the story I told. And you could tell by the look in her eyes, she already knew. This is an individual that would walk in and out of your church and my church any day, and we would think they're just solid, sound. One of the pillars of your church, right? Like one of the people that you can count on. If I remember correctly, this person never missed. Week after week after week would sit in church and week after week had a stash of all this stuff hidden around their house. And me, a guy that you barely know, has to go through your house with a map that you drew me and try to find these things. Come to find out, his family wasn't completely ignorant of all the things that were going on, which is terrible. It's tragic. But that could be your story or my story. It could very easily be your story or my story. Maybe it was the last thing you clicked on last night and God forbid, but something happens to you and they open up your phone and that's what they find out. Or they're in your car and that's what they, they find something in your car or in a text message or in the back of a closet. Or wherever. Whatever your thing is, man. It's all different for everybody. But here's what I know, man. I, I'm, I'm not better than that guy. That guy's story can be my story. I've had sin that I've tried to hide or, you know, think, oh, I'm just going to bury it over here. And then, you know, I'm done with it. And then it's, you just wander back over to it because it's, you know, it's so accessible. It's like going on a diet and having a box of Twinkies and going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to eat them. All, all this week, and then before you know it, three days later, you've ate them all, right? Same di- sin. It's like an addiction, right? I kept a copy of that map, and uh, every time I see it, it's like a pit in my stomach. But it's a good thing, because it's a warning sign that that could be you or I. God says, come, let us reconcile together. Let's restore this together. Those your sins are disgusting and embarrassing and vile, perverse and wicked and damaging and all those. 
we can't come up with enough words to describe them. I'll right the wrong. But you got to learn to do the right thing. You got to stop living in seclusion. You got to stop living in silence. You got to stop avoiding people because you're afraid they might find out something about you. Here's an easy fix. Stop doing those things. Stop doing those things. There's a lot less to find out. Do you got stuff before Jesus? We all do, man. Absolutely. I'm talking about right now. Are you living in sin right now? Has something got you? I'm going to tell you first, start, start by with a conversation with the Lord. And I don't think it's a one-time conversation. I think it is a continual, every time you think about it, conversation. you got to get that right. Next thing I would tell you is sweep the house clean. Don't be hiding no crap. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to you. Because I just believe there's guys listening to this. You go, I got some stuff. Got to purge it, man. All the trash days that went by. That individual never got a bag out and threw all that stuff away. I had to. Don't wait for someone to do that for you. In the eyes of his family, he'll always be remembered as, as that. Even though the perception in public was different. Where do you want the truth about you to be known? In your house or in public? I'm choosing house, man. But listen, we can't live in sin. Sweep the house clean. Don't live like that. And then get in community. Let me back that up. If you don't surrender to Jesus and you're just trying to act a Christian, act better, act righteous, act less perverse, act less addicted, ain't going to work, man. Surrender to Jesus. You got to surrender to Jesus. You got to say, Jesus, I need forgiven of my sins. I want to go into the waters of baptism. We buried, Romans 6, 4, buried with Christ, raised to walk in a new life. Maybe you say, I've already done that. Do I need to do it again? No, it's not a car wash. What you need to do is you need to repent of that and say, forgive me, God. When was the prodigal son forgiven? The minute he turned. He didn't make it back to the house. He didn't make it all the way to the house. He says, I've sinned. God, God says, I know. It's as if in the midst of your sin, God's looking to you and saying, just look over here. Just look over here. I made a way for you to get out of this. Look over here. The same way you would do if one of your kids was caught up in something and you knew you could rescue him, you knew you could do something about it, you'd say, just come home. Just get in the car. Let's make this right. Let's fix this. That's what God desires to do in my life, in your life. So again, a conversation with God continually. You need to sweep that house clean. Make sure you surrender to Jesus. The last one is, you better get in community, man. And don't bullcrap him. Don't smoke in mirrors. And there's a lot of guys who are good at smoking mirrors. I've met a lot of guys through the years that they're good at the talk. They can say the words. They can sound this. They can sound that. And then you find out, no, it's a mess. Don't do that. Don't do that. There's, there's absolutely there's absolutely no value in that. Oh, for a moment maybe, but at some point you go, nope, jig is up. Jig is up. Don't, don't, don't be that guy, right? Think about that, man. Read Isaiah chapter 1. For some of you guys, it's time to take out the garbage, have a conversation with the Lord, sweep that house clean, repent of your sins, walk towards Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If you would, make sure to visit iTunes and leave a five-star review to let others know what you think of this show. When you get a chance, make sure to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com to see what is available in the gear store, 
find more information out about Tribe, and much more. Thanks for listening, and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. Thank you.